geographically older countries could be less severe than previously assumed. In this podcast, Vegard Skarbek of the Norwegian Institute of Public Health and Columbia University describes a new measure of aging burden that takes into account age-related health, the health-adjusted dependency ratio. Skarbek explains how this indicator overturns common assumptions about the population aging burden and its impacts across countries reflected in a traditional old age dependency ratio. He also describes the policy significance, especially in countries with young but rapidly aging populations, including those in developing Asia. The discussion draws upon his ADBI feature speaker webinar on a new global measure of the burden of aging. Hi, Professor Skurbeck. Welcome to Asia's Developing Future. To start things off, can you explain the trajectory of life expectancy? I will start by giving a bit of the basics, change in the world and why AG might be perhaps misunderstood to a great extent. The question is not so much on whether a country is aging, but it is at which stage the country is at and how fast the country is undergoing the transition to high life expectancy. In some of the countries, such as Sweden or Belgium, life expectancy around 150 years ago was in the mid-late 30s, early 40s. It gradually increased over time to levels which are closer to what they are observed today, to around 80 and beyond 80. And basically, this relatively slow transition enabled countries to adapt to the changing context of lower and lower mortality rates and changing age distributions. What about in other parts of the world? Now, what is happening in many other parts of the world is that there is a decrease in mortality, especially at older ages, but it has happened much more rapidly. Much of the same changes that we observe in the, the last 150 years can be observed over just half a century in countries such as the United Arab Emirates, Vietnam or Guatemala. So life expectancy is partly converging between these countries in the 1950s. It used to vary tremendously down to around 40 years, but then it increased to mid-70s and above over the course of the mid-late 20th century. So nowadays, there's much less variation across country in life expectancy, which means that age distributions will increasingly grow older in all countries in the world. The question is not so much whether we age, but how well we age. It's also important to note that even if mortality rates are partly converging, there's much less variation than there used to be. People are living longer and longer almost everywhere. How can we measure the aging burden on economies globally? If you use the standard demographic measure, the oldest dependency ratio, which is supposed to say something about how dependent a country is based on how many older people there are in the population relative to those in working ages, potential working ages, you find huge variation across countries. You find that India has the youngest population with the lowest share among 65 plus, followed by Mexico, China, the US, Northern Europe, continental Europe, and Southern Europe. Importantly, aging is much more than a number, and growing older can mean very different things in different countries. And a key reason why it has so different effects is the differences in functional levels. So cognitive function is a key measure of aging. Can you explain the concept of cognitive function as a measure of aging? Cognition is only one aspect of everyday functioning and health, and it's important also to account for different aspects of health, which can be important for how well you function, how long you can be uh, active in the workforce, in social life, in family life, and enjoy a high quality of life. So what we did in a very recent study, which uh, just came out a couple of days ago, we introduced the health-adjusted dependency ratio. The old age dependency ratio assumes that dependence occurs from age 65. Yet, health predicts dependence better than chronological age, and the health-adjusted dependency ratio assumes dependence depends on health condition rather than age. 
So we use this to show how the burden of aging would be if we assume that everyone would get old at a given health level, not at the given age, just as 65. Countries that have better health by age are able to have a much lower health adjusted dependency ratio because they are experiencing old age at a much later age. The health adjusted dependency ratio assumes that the numerator consists of those in relatively ill health than a global 65-year-old, while the dependent population include those in better health, better than a global 65-year-old. So based on this new model, older people with good cognitive health can stay economically active for a longer period of time. Cognition is important for work-life productivity, your job performance, especially the capacity to work at later ages. More and more countries are introducing retirement reforms to increase labor force participation at older ages. This depends heavily on how well people are able to work at older ages, how productive they are, what is their productive potential. Evidence suggests that there's likely no other measure of productive potential other than cognition that predicts productivity as well. But it also has important implications for probably all, almost all facets of life, including well-being and quality of life, independent living opportunities, autonomy, ability to function well in in one's family life, and also um, how it has implications for uh, how um, your likely life expectancy will be. How realistic is it for people to participate in the labor force in later life? There's a decrease in the need for physical strength, physical capacities in the workplace. This is based on both changes in the composition of jobs in the economy, but also in terms of what are the skills needed within each job. And at the same time, as there's been a decrease in the importance of physical skills, there's been an increase in the need for cognitive skills in the workplace. And this is seen for all cohorts across the board and has accelerated in recent years. Cognition is becoming more important for work performance over time. Doesn't cognitive function decrease with age? Ability to comprehend new information tends to decline by age. Memory function tends to decline. Speed of processing new information declines. There's some cognitive capacities that tend to be relatively stable or increased by age. And one example is verbal knowledge. Psychologists often term these abilities that tend to be relatively stable with age as crystallized abilities, while those who tend to decline as fluid abilities. And this is important because there's been also a change in, in the importance of all cognitive skills, but there's also an increased importance of some of the um, fluid skills over time, fluid abilities. One needs to adapt to learn new working practices, to learn how to function well in the workplace and elsewhere. Now, there's not only differences in uh, cognition by age on average, but there's also differences in cognitive age trajectories across nations. What are the differences in cognitive health and age trajectories across countries? Japan is not the youngest country in the world. It has a similar dependency ratio, such as India or Egypt or the U.S. or Argentine. While some of the youngest countries in the world are found in, for example, Mexico, still Saudi Arabia. But you do find that countries such as Sweden or Norway has a much lower dependency ratio than, for example, countries such as Somalia, Central African Republic and India. And the reason is that they have better health. They have experienced poor health at much later ages than what the case would be for the other countries. So this has important implications in terms of how one should perceive the world in terms of demographic change. And we've shown that countries, especially Japan, it has very good health, but, but a very old population structure. If you account for health, you find that Japan is about the same as India, has the same health adjusted dependency ratio, and much younger than EU, Russia, even the US. What are some available policies and priority interventions for healthy aging? We do find that countries where there's a high level of health investments, they have a lower health adjusted dependency ratio. 
So investing health that is based on associative evidence seems to have strong effects on how well they undergo the demographic transition. We find that countries from some parts of the world, Melanesia, Micronesia, Polynesia, Eastern Europe and parts of Africa are older than what the demography would suggest because they are poor health occurs much earlier in life. The opposite case is found in many countries in Western Europe, for example, which has a health adjusted dependency ratio, which is much closer to the global average. And it's important that they invest enough in health, so their health-adjusted dependency ratio will not be so much higher than what the current situation is. To wrap up, can you briefly explain how the relationship between chronological age and dependency varies across countries? According to the old age dependency ratio, Africa and the Middle East and North Africa have very low old age dependency ratios, while Europe, Latin America and the Caribbean tend to have very high old age dependency ratio. But if you look at the health adjusted dependency ratio, we find that these world regions tend to be very similar. Africa is very similar to Europe. So to conclude, accounting for health, the dependency share is much more similar for richer and poorer countries in the world. There's not really an old and young part of the world. It's uh, The world is much more similar in terms of its dependency. So there is less variation in the burden of aging across countries than has previously assumed. What are the implications of this? It also means there's the challenges related to demographic change and will be increasingly similar in, in the years ahead because many countries that are currently young are undergoing very rapid aging. They will have to adjust to a much greater extent than what they've done now in terms of increasing health investments, increasing education, increasing social norms, especially gender norms and views on women in the labor force to deal well with aging. Parts of the world, such as Japan, East Asia, Western Europe, are the world's oldest regions, but it has relatively low whole age dependency ratios due to late onset of disease. And uh, what the future will be is quite uncertain. But I think, unfortunately, I think many of the countries that are currently undergoing rapid demographic change are not likely to be able to or willing to or prepared to invest enough in health, especially old age health, as they should do. And this will influence how well they will cope with the inevitable demographic change in the time ahead. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute. For more information about us, visit adbi.org.